0: Melody Time, 1948 From the opening moments of Melody Time a distinct visual style is becoming realized, a simplistic and bright aesthetic of sharp and distinct shapes driven by the work of Mary Blair, finally arriving after sporadic development across several shorts. An on-screen paintbrush creates the masks that are singing the opening number, as they claim that there is, quote, something here for everyone. Melody Time is not without its shortcomings that are inherited from the earlier films, though through visual stylings and narrative confidence, many shorts surpass the previous film's repertoire, in large part because, as this opening song states, quote, You don't need words. These strengths are apparent in the first short, Once Upon a Winter Time, which is a cute romance story centered around a couple ice skating. The short features music that suits the tone, but the storytelling is done through motion and action without dialogue. It displays a confidence in visual storytelling that is completely lacking from the previous year's fun and fancy free, and it is much to the short's benefit. Many Disney shorts and features are indebted to the narrative stylings of early silent film as the studio begins to work very shortly after the innovation of sound and cinema, and wintertime is a large testament to the strength and that simplicity. The short does rely on one sign to indicate thin ice ahead as the conflict begins to arise, but even those character beats are primarily played out through motion that characterizes the couple and the two rabbits mirroring them. The short's plot progresses following the young man of the couple as he upsets his date by jokingly covering her in snow, and as she begins to lose her balance he struggles not to laugh until she walks off pouting. This causes the background to become a monochrome red to express her sudden rage, and then blue to reflect his dejection. Again, this is mirrored in two rabbits, and it is the male rabbit that notices the thin ice sign but is ignored until the ice breaks, and the young man must rush over to save his partner. All this action is effective and is further emphasized by the simplified and emotive character designs, as well as flat but distinct backgrounds that will further develop as mainstays of the classic Disney style in the 50s. The second short is Bumble Boogie, a spiritual successor to After You've Gone from Make Mine Music, in which a bee is trying to escape the mayhem of a living musical setting as it morphs alongside the energy and rhythm of a jazzy interpretation of Flight of the Bumblebee. This short improves upon its predecessor and how it personifies instruments through movement and shapeshifting, not just in detail and craft, but also because it centers a character for narrative. I appreciate abstract storytelling plenty, but while neither piece is inaccessible, these two shorts juxtaposed demonstrate that Disney is better at the orthodox techniques. After You've Gone has a loose series of events, as the instruments in question evoke intention, like running from the rolling drum, but there is an instant connection in Bumble Boogie to a character with a singular goal which centers all the action in an easily understood way. The plot is straightforward as described, but the madcap antics of the B character's attempts to escape the world shifting around it are incredibly well done, as rivers and flowers made of piano keys morph into structure and creatures to capture it. The colors often shift or reverse as the tone darkens, including a full reversal once the keys manage to create a cage for the bee. It is among the best animation in the package films overall and it lands a finale that flashes on a startling black and white before ending on shots of piano keys, the music inescapable. The Legend of Johnny Appleseed is the third segment, telling a story of the titular Johnny as he heads west with the US expansion to plant trees and preach the word of God after being encouraged by an angel. The segment features more influence from Mary Blair seeping into the studio's aesthetic and further evolutions of movement can be seen, especially in the musical number in which the angel sells Johnny on the value of the apple, morphing the fruit on screen into various dishes it could create, an almost distant cousin of the friend-like-me number sung by Genie in Aladdin. The animation in this number is spectacular in style and movement, but following this, the short is rote beyond the aesthetic. While it strikes a good balance of narration, dialogue, and music, it still rungs long and depicts a historical revision of U.S. Western expansion as various Native American characters are seen dancing around with these settlements, suggesting Johnny simply brought everyone together happily with his trees and religion. In the segment's final moments, Johnny walks over gorgeous impressionist landscapes featuring incredible waterfalls, snowy fields, and a mountain path that feel directly pulled from Blair's concept art, much like the ending shot of trees fading into clouds above a strawberry sunset. The next segment, Little Toot, similarly lacks dialogue on top of its musical accompaniment. The Andrew sisters return after their contribution to Make My Music, this time singing about a small tugboat who learns to be responsible in his job. This happens after he causes a large accident trying to help, beating a large cargo ship and destroying part of a city. The short's aesthetic is far from the hyper-real, so the destruction is more comedic than impactful, likely by design as to not give the short a scale above its own pay grade. But this moral tale of learning a designated role works as a simplistic one and the marriage of visuals and music is effective as he saves a boat from a storm and is paraded on his return. Following this is Trees, which is also simplistic and straightforward in pairing song to visuals, but with even less of a narrative. Trees is a simple poetic ode to nature and the design and depiction of light is very pleasing here as the short does not overstay any welcomes. This segment's design also feels like a test of the stylistic evolution the studio is performing, by singularly focused on scenery and nature as it moves into a formal set of visuals that are distinct from the formalist type of reality, but are still distinctly Disney. The next musical number is Samba Time, which is another entry in the series of shorts starring Donald Duck and Jose Carioca. This time their third partner is the Eroquin bird, known for his silent hijinks, who is seen trying to revive them from a slump. Their emotional state is reflected in their blue shading, much like the visuals in Wintertime, and as the bird plays them samba music, the instruments in his hand morphing into what he needs, their colors restore to their usual vibrancy. The movement in this piece is spectacular. The camera follows the scene into a large and growing glass filled with color-changing liquid that holds a dreamscape for another live-action performer to play organ. The colors are vivid and arresting, and this is the best application of mixing live-action with animation yet, far surpassing the segments in previous package films. The final segment is regrettably the longest and houses many of the flaws of the era that the feature had appeared to have shed beforehand. While not outwardly bad, Pegasus Bill is boring and front-loaded with live-action cameos as children are explaining the story of Pegasus Bill. The short depicts Bill's coming of age and his world-bending strength, including lighting a cigarette on a lightning bolt, and the style feels subpar to what the studio has shown earlier this film. The style is regressive, a trait made worse by the length and placement in the anthology. It is difficult to find much in Disney's attempts at this style of antic comedy when their best skills lie elsewhere, resulting in these shorts feeling like subpar attempts to capture what Looney Tunes perfects. It also is unfortunately another instance of Disney's shortcomings with race representation, as one of the myths of Pecos Bill involves chasing Native Americans from a location in which they are chased so fast that their, quote, war paint comes off and paints the rocks, all while the lyrics call them by a slur. The story's final act is a digression from his inhumane strength as a gorgeous woman rides into town and he tries to court her. Her design is striking, her waist is non-existent, allowed by the cartoon aesthetic of her setting and surrounding cast, but her facial features are more detailed and headed toward the hyper than Bill himself. There is considerable personality given to her through movement and facial expressions, but she is largely a source of comedy in this short and the next package film features a female lead that is a further evolution on this type of design as the studio inches closer to Cinderella. The story concludes with a love lost as Bill's bride-to-be sets a large bustle under her gown before she goes to ride his horse, and because his horse is jealous of the attention, he bucks her off and she bounces on her bustle until she is rocketed to the moon. Despite the godly strength that defined the entire state of Texas, Bill was not able to save her from this fate. Through many steps forward and some hefty steps back, Melody Time cuts together with a final impression not that different than many of the package films before it, but these experiments and signs of growth in the studio undoubtedly pay off in the years to come. The next film is the final package film of the era and returns to the format of two longer shorts, and they showcase the final stepping stone between 40s Disney struggling to stay afloat and the 50s Disney that is on top of the world again. Next up, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. 1949. Please go to ghostofjo.com to see all these essays. You can also find a link to this one directly in the show notes of this upload, and there you will find in-text citations and works cited. And share it with anyone who you think cares a lot about Disney animation. You can also find myself on Twitter at ghostofjo, ghostofjo. The music used in this audio version is from the Skeleton Dance, a Disney Silly Symphony short. Thank you for listening and reading.